Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespokelahoma. Musical intro by Ali Hunter and Pig's Fire Shop out of Oklahoma City. Welcome to this special episode of Bespoke Oklahoma, broadcasting as always out of the Traditions Leather Craft Studio, 7500 West Reno, Suite 200. Uh, on the traditionsleathercraft.com website, Casey is just updated with his Live Oak special 8 to 9 ounce double shoulders for $60. Now he does say that these are just a hair under top grade. The only reason they are is minor defects or they are too short to cut belt straps from, um, but still some excellent pieces of tooling and building leather. Um, and I'm gonna pull up, be sure that you have added yourself to the email list for the classes from the website. Uh, looks like we are out of classes on the website this month. But just a reminder, we'll be closed Memorial Day weekend, the 28th and 29th. So go That's get your stuff. So go get it now. So this is a very special episode this week. It's a day early. Um, a couple of us had to come on and let everybody know that some of us helped pay for Barry King's car payment. <laughs> Um, and other, you know, things like that. So tonight we are joined by Melissa, the great. That did not regrettably get to go to Sheridan, but is greatly looking forward to hearing all about it. Right. And if you don't know about leather, uh, over the weekend was, I forgot what, uh, the Rocky what, Mountain, well, I was gonna look. I was looking for the like the twentieth annual because it's like they've been doing it for twenty six years. But it's the it was the Rocky Mountain Leather Trade Show up at Sheridan, Wyoming, and it's leather, it's leather tools, leather accessories, leather makers, leather wearers. Literally, one of the yeah, best shows from what I've heard. The biggest shows. The biggest. Um, and unfortunately, Melissa didn't get a go, but that's okay. We'll try to get her next year. But two of our guests that we have had on before in the past was there with me. Um, one is Ethan Gertie of Gertie Leather. Ethan, say hi. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me back on here. No problem. And the other is John Smith from Smith's Trading Supply. Not only <laughs> not only did you mess up my name, you forgot to mention it first. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's it's Caleb Clack. No, yeah, yeah, there you go. Tony <laughs> Clack Jr. Yeah. No, it's Caleb Smith from Oakey Ridge Trading Co. And uh, y'all might have a little trouble hearing Ethan, because for some reason his phone would not pick up on the recording, so he is on speakerphone on my new phone. Lucky I bought today, so it's 
Hopefully you can hear it. So we're just doing our best here. <laughs> and yep. we're gonna do, we're gonna get some stories from Sheridan. Yep. So Melissa, do you want in, in uh, do you want to ask questions and we answer or do you want us just to go into Yeah, well I, I think I could definitely start by asking I know that you went down on Wednesday, was it? Did you guys all ride together or did you meet up there? Me and Caleb met or me and Caleb rode up. Uh, Ethan actually left the Friday before. Oh, wow. Is that right, Ethan? Yeah, I left the Friday before because uh, me and my family decided to just make it a little vacation and we hit a couple of national parks along the way. Nice. That's some gorgeous country. Now, it's funny, Dustin, because you kept posting about how beautiful Wyoming was, and I'm from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And the joke is, is that the only people that want to move to Wyoming are the people that are from Wyoming. Because if you have ever been to Wyoming in like December, (laughs) it is a godforsaken snow desert. So I'm like that in May when we were there. So yeah, I saw some snowy pics. Yeah, I mean, I remember driving i i eighty. And there's just semis in the ditch all the way down I-80 because it's just, there's nothing except the Rocky Mountain Leather Trade Show in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I posted, you know, some of the pitch, pictures saying, man, I, 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 really, I want to live here. And then, It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, our, our buddy uh, Josh Colbert of uh, Colbert Creations messaged our commented on one of my pictures and said yeah until it's negative 34 mm-hmm. and i was like well i mean let's say spring to fall i want to live there we could vacation like summer vacation in wyoming right. so you guys drove up uh what day did this show what days did it run well, the show was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but we got there. We actually had to, speaking of snow some more, we had to drive through two, two and a half hours of, like, blowing snow. Sideways. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, like, down to 33 degrees. And, you know, from Oklahoma, you can only go drive so fast in that crap, you know? And <laughs> Oklahomans so, can only drive so fast. You got that right, <laughs> Moments, yeah. I, I thought I was pushing it doing 60 and I had Wyoming plates flying by <laughs> at old <laughs> and I had to step it up a little bit which the roads never got bad it was just it hard to see yeah it was hard to see um, I think we got passed by a few Texans too but but they drive they drive 90 mile an hour everywhere they go they're so all lunatics bad. man yeah. <laughs> but yeah we uh actually we got there Thursday at around three o'clock, tried to take a nap, and uh, we decided that we were going to go to the King's Savory Museum before party, and it, that's the night before. Um, and this is a PSA for everybody that's planning on going next year. When you go, when you Google, get to your hotel and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the King's show. Um, and you put it in your little GPS and you follow it over there and you see that the store is closed. You park, you have to park either 
park in front of it and walk down the little this little alleyway and go to the back like you're going to go try to find some drugs. And <laughs> there's the big museum and there's like over 300 people back there. Yeah, go to the back museum. The yeah. yeah. Um, so we legit thought either somebody told us it was like a first person first year's person prank that there was actually wasn't a party until we got a hold of somebody and they're like oh no you have to come around the building well hell and we made it uh ran into jim linnell um daryl newman we haven't had him on the show yet but we're gonna get him on the show he's from here in oklahoma um it was donation beer which was cool free food and we got to see the al stolman museum Oh really? Yeah. Is it at the same place as the Saddlery? Yeah, it's it's behind us. Yeah. It's, okay. There, there's the storefront. There's the storefront building, and then behind it is this huge building, and the bottom of it is where they make their rope, the king's ropes, and all that. And then the other part of the building is King's own like museum, and then upstairs is all the leather stuff and Alan and Stoneman stuff. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So you guys did that Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. And was that was that like all the all the greats were there? Oh yeah. Oh, Is that yeah. the who's who party? I, I uh, feel like we owe uh, I feel like we owe uh, old Carson Burke a shout out for letting us know where that is, Buckaroo Tack House. Oh yeah, definitely yeah, owe, owe that guy a big thanks. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, we were about to go back to the hotel and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we for sure. It would have been a bad deal. Yeah, we would have missed out. So then, conference is Friday morning. Uh, and now I have heard that this is just absolutely enormous. Like I talked to somebody who was going to be there, mm-hmm. and oh, the 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 uh, exotic exotic dealer guy that I was talking to you about. Yeah. And he was like, uh, let me tell you exactly where I am. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure he can find you. And he's like, no, no, <laughs> he can't. I mean, let me just tell you where I'm at. And I'm like, okay. So so apparently this thing is absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. Well, first, one more thing. Um, the tradition for all the leather workers that go to the King's show, King's before party is after that party almost everybody goes across the street to the mint bar and it's this little dive bar that is maybe the size of a single wide trailer oh geez and it is a blast the mint bar yeah like m-i-n-t Bar. Okay. And shoulder right to shoulder. We there, right before we went there, Ethan finally showed up from his uh, exploring. <laughs> <laughs> and then the party began. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, real quick before we get into that, um, Caleb and Ethan, Dr. Take Turns, I want to hear your experience and what you witnessed inside of the Al Stoneman Museum. Like just the scene, his desk, and I want—I want to let y'all describe it. Well, I showed up pretty late. 
Uh, I, I was only there for like 30 minutes, and I got to talk to a few people before they ran us out. But the history in there is just crazy. Um, and you're like you said, you're bumping into the who's who. It's hard to not fangirl all over, all over these <laughs> YouTube and like yeah. I feel like helped me get into this trade and I've learned from just from watching on YouTube and following on social media that I've never met. You just see them everywhere. So it's, it's hard to not just want to go shake all their hands and talk to them, but it's just so cool seeing all the leather work and all the people there. It's a really good time. The, uh, the highlight for me was definitely seeing Alan Ann's uh, workbench, that thing. I mean, and you can even the fact that you can touch it and and see and run your hands across the all the uh, the cut marks and the tool marks or whatever and and it it's almost like you know and Dustin had brought this up so it's not uh, purely coming from me you almost get a little bit emotional uh, uh, experience that because it's it's knowing that they are no longer here and seeing all their work uh, that is there it, and a lot of it they have pictures of them as they're making that piece. So you, you, you get to see some behind the scenes of, of their life and a lot of uh, Al's drawings. And, and it's, it's really cool. Really cool. It's, it's awesome that they have set that up so people can experience it for, you know, years to come. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Now we can skip okay. over to the show. <laughs> Is that not so, what you, I thought you asked about the museum. No, I did. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. It was perfect. It was beautiful, man. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the show starts Friday at 9 a.m. And we all get there. And it, it like like the exotic guy said, it it is big. Like, I think that morning, I don't know about Ethan, but me and Caleb there for, were, me and Caleb were there yeah. for a good <laughs> four, four and a half hours and we just kept going back and forth. I mean, there's uh, Maker's Leather, there was, and they're just as cool as in person as you see them online. Is she um, doing well? Was she there? No, she was not there. Um, he had her stay, uh, he had her stay home. Um, Probably a good that, idea. For people that don't know, Janie Sue, which is Aaron Heiser's wife. Of Maker's a, Leather Spy. Yeah. Had a, what was it, a stroke? Stroke, yeah. Yeah, had a stroke last week and was unable to attend. Um, actually, she she commented on one of my TikTok videos of the mint bar and uh, said that she was uh, she had closed it down several times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we didn't meet Barry King, but like all his, all his tools, it was like, we saw him a lot, though. Oh yeah, I, I went every day, ten times. Yeah, um, it, it was just like a—I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it's—it's it's a wall of tools, but when you look at it, it's just like ooh, shiny, you know, that kind was of. Was that the picture yeah. that was shared of just like rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls of tools? Yep. Yeah, most uh, likely that yeah. was his. I think it was yep. probably his. Yeah, he probably bought a new house today. <laughs> probably. <laughs> And I, I think me and Ethan helped with that. Um, but I've heard testimonials that they really are a game changer. So, yeah, they're they're awesome. I mean, they 
they are a game changer, but I also feel like if you work really hard and know what you're doing, you could probably do the same thing with a craft tool. Yeah, but who wants to work that hard? Nobody does. Not if you can <laughs> afford the Barry King tools. Exactly, exactly. Um, but we saw Clay, Mir- Clay Miller, um, the Leather Wrangler folks. Um, what was Julie's business name, Caleb? It's uh, Julie, uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing this, Julie Bogger Designs. And she does uh, the Miss Rodeo shaps. Yeah. Ooh. She's yeah. she's big time. Yeah, she's she's awesome. And she she's has awesome. labeled she has labeled herself our leather mom. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and where's she from? Uh yeah. Washington, somewhere in Washington. Washington. Can't remember exactly uh, the the state, I believe, not not DC. Uh, but yeah, she's she's awesome. She's really cool. All right, and real quick, we'll tell you a, a quick story that happened there that morning, like right off the bat. Um, and then we'll let Ethan talk a little bit. Oh boy! But, uh, here we- so Caleb and I are walking around. We lost Ethan like thirty minutes before. Ethan's a slippery booger, isn't he? Oh man. but uh so you walk into the conference into the hotel and you look to your right and it drops down like seven steps and there's like a a bottom floor to the whole area Mm -hmm. and we'd already walked down these steps walked all the way through it walked up the steps and went into the different room and came back and was going to start right back at the beginning I'm walking down these steps, talking to Caleb, looking all looking at all the cool stuff as I'm walking, and I forget about the last step. And I <laughs> fell for like six foot. Uh, <laughs> in front of the entire foot. conference. In front was, of it was like twelve. Everybody. It was twelve feet. <laughs> it was in front of everybody. There were so many heads turned on us. Oh my god. Oh, no. Did your hat stay on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a small miracle, right? <laughs> I never I never hit the ground. I I got my composure. Oh, you I didn't was... hit the ground. You stumbled for 12 feet. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you know, like people oh. get heavy and your upper body gets gets ahead of your legs and they yeah. just like he did that. I say it was at least 12 feet, but he claimed <laughs> it wasn't that far. <laughs> but I Walked back up the steps. And I said, "Screw this! I'm going home." <laughs> Done. Oh, man. I don't think very many people saw it, but there was this one lady with. I a think quite kid. a few. <laughs> There's one lady with a little kid that I saw her like six more times that day, and every time I saw her, she would lock eyes with me and start giggling. Yeah, but we were drunk guys. And then I was then I was, I was just guilty by association just by being with you. I'm not with this guy, I swear. Yeah. So did you guys have to pay admission to the show itself? Nope, it was free. And um, okay, like as soon as you walk in, you can register to get in, and you get this goodie bag full of like I got a Herman Oak sticker, 
uh, some catalogs from like Cobra, uh, Phoebe's, and uh, the Leather Worker Journal of this month. Okay. Which, when e- I, I posted a day, pretty picture of Ethan holding the magazine up. And uh, it actually had a uh, section for Traditions Leather Craft and the Oklahoma uh, Chisholm Troll Leather Guild. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, a little bit of home all the way up in Wyoming. All right. So, Ethan, you still there? I think something happened there. Like, I I wasn't able to hear. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I I think I just lost you for about 30 seconds there. Oh, okay. All right, Ethan, uh, tell us how you felt about the first day at the show. It's pretty overwhelming as soon as you walk in. There's people everywhere, leather everywhere, tools everywhere. You don't really know where to go. Um, But I didn't even know there was another separate room where all the other vendors were set up. (laughs) Like you become double overwhelmed. You just don't know where to go. I made probably three or four rounds, looked at everybody before I even bought anything. Um, but same thing, you're walking around bumping shoulders with the who's who in the leather world, and it's just an awesome experience. Met a lot of guys that I have been friends with, I would say friends with on Instagram and had conversations with that showed up there, and so it was really cool to meet them in person and talk to them. And, Please uh, tell me you all rubbed elbows with Joe Melling. Yeah, that was on yeah, the first place I went. I went and talked to him, and I bought a hat from him. Oh, nice. <laughs> It was really cool um, because, like I said, he's one of the very first guys that kind of inspired me to start tooling leather. I watched all his YouTube videos. He has some great stuff out there. And so to be able to just, like I said, shake his hand and buy a hat from him and talk to him, it was really cool. Now, for non-leather crafters, Joe Melling is probably – I think we've talked about Joe a number of times on the show, but he's probably what most of us would consider one of the top toolers today. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. He, he, not, not only is he an exquisite tooler, but he also does a series to help new leather crafters build their business, build their inventories, kind of think about, you know, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? To, to purposefully build your leather business as you go. So a lot of people get into Joe, not just for the tooling, but also for the leather craft business strategy. Mm-hmm. So that is Friday. Now is Saturday like the big day? Did he, did any of you guys do any of the classes? They have classes at the Sheridan show. Surely they do. Uh, they have classes from Monday to Friday. Oh wow! And uh, I believe it's Monday to Friday, if not Tuesday to Friday. And since we got there, you know, Thursday afternoon, um, we kind of missed out on a lot of the classes. The only one that I was originally kind of interested in on trying to do on Friday was uh, Jim Linnell's swivel class, class, swivel knife class. But Mm -hmm. I kind of decided at the, you know, at the last minute that I was going to spend money on stuff. And then I plan on going down and doing a private lesson at his actual store, at his uh, studio. Are the classes at Sheridan pretty pricey? A little uh, bit. 
I mean, I know what Jim Linnell's classes usually run, so I can imagine. They're probably yeah. worth it, but some of them are a little bit pricey. Yeah. But they're probably worth it. Right. I don't... You can get some of them for like $85, I think. I've seen a couple at that price, but then there's a few that are in the hundreds as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think like a lot of the uh, more intricate stuff was higher higher price i think mm. i think jim's class for a swivel knife finesse was like 80 bucks and i think okay. 80, 80 was about the cheapest class yeah that would have been about the cheapest you bet so what purchases did we make what goodies <laughs> did we get you know i have to know about what tools we got right <laughs> well i was uh told by uh, our friend carson about uh, Chad Smith. Um, he is a maker out of Valley Center, California, and he makes these swivel knives that are called the Smoothie Swivel Knife. I've seen those. And it is my new favorite. Um, it is smooth. Very, very, very smooth. Um, also, you know, got some Barry, I only I only bought three Barry King tools, which I feel like was you know I should have got more, <laughs> and then a, a a French Skyver, an Edger, and uh, Ron's Edge Rub from uh, Ron's Tools Edge Rub. Yeah, Ron's Tool.com, which those were really nice guys. Yeah, they are. Have you used the French, was it the French Edger before? I have an older one, but it does not work very well. So I decided. Do you to buy like it so far? Yeah, I haven't played with the new one yet. Well, I played with it before I bought it, but uh, yeah, I liked it. It was easy to control. Um, he showed me how to sharpen it, and I like it. Mm. I'm still in the Easy Skyver, so that. Skyver is intriguing. It if you keep it sharp, it'll do its job. And I haven't screwed up yet, but there's <laughs> always a chance. Caleb, did you bring home any goodies? Uh, I didn't really bring home a, a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I got a dob kit pattern from uh, Maker's Leather Supply with a. Also got some glue and decided to try out a little bit of tokenol from there too. I've never used that before. I've always just used a uh, gum trag. And I uh, picked up a few deer hides. Uh, I think I'm going to make some pillows out of there, like some decorative pillows. Uh, they're real soft, real nice-looking deer hides. Uh, other than that, I really didn't get a whole lot. Ethan has, probably has a better story on what he got. He's got Ethan, more what did you do? <laughs> he's the one with I mean, he's I Mr. Moneybags. Quite a bit, but I do know there were some people there that spent a lot more than I did from what I heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely gave Barry King some dollar bills. Uh, bought me a Wayne Juicy stamp, a flower center from there. And I had never really heard of Wayne Juicy until we got there. But the stamps, they are definitely pricey, but they are super crisp. So I got a cool flower center from there. I got a new mall. I bought a floral workbook. And... Uh, like I said, I bought a hat from Joe Mealing 
off the top of my head, I honestly, I know I got something else. I just can't remember. I still got everything scattered out. We just got back yesterday. Yeah. And also to kind of switch gears a little bit, we on Friday we had to wait, and we were on pins and needles until twelve forty-five to see if Ethan won first place with his wallet. Oh, you had a submission. I did. Yeah, I made a bifold wallet, fully floral. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty. I gave it the works. I mean, I did. Not probably not my best work because I was rushed to get it finished and knocked out the door. But I felt like it was still pretty good, and I was confident that I would at least place. But unfortunately, I didn't. But there was some really, really cool stuff in there. So shout out to everybody who won because a lot of the things were out of this world. Yeah, there was some really cool stuff. There was even a skateboard with a tooled top. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was completely encased in leather. It was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and also Friday night was, I don't don't think they do this every year, um, but there's uh, in Bighorn, which is about 20 minutes south of Sheridan. That uh, depends on if it's Dustin driving or not. (laughs) Um, they have this museum that is built into the side of this hill and in the background are just these huge mountains right snow capped beautiful but uh, what they had was the start of a new exhibit which is the I believe the American slash Japanese leather exhibit or the leather debut and like all of the uh, entries for the little context contest, they were mind blowing. But when you step into this museum and see all the big time leather work, it is mind blowing. Like, and it was, it was, it was almost like unreal. The items that they had on display up there, they had. I think there's there's several saddles. There were just leather pictures up on the wall that were framed. It was it was pretty cool, and uh, I believe if you plan on going to, to Sheridan or the Wyoming Way anytime until September fifth, that exhibit will be there. But after September fifth, the exhibit is gone, and I don't know where it goes after that. And what was the exhibit again? Uh, the it's called the Brenton that. Brenton Museum. Well, it was the Brent, yeah. It's well, the Brenton Museum, yeah. Not, yeah. not sure what the name of the exhibit is actually called, though. Or you oh. said it was the American and Japanese World Leather debut. I got that the what it was? catalog right here. It is the master leather carving from North America and Japan. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, found it. So yeah, we we were there for a little bit, and uh, we rubbed elbows with more people, hung out with uh, Carson from uh, Buckaroo Tack House. Buckaroo yeah, Tack House. You can do it. You can do it. I <laughs> I, I, I spaced out for a second. Uh, it happens. It happens. It's all we right. also ran into uh, Alice Bud from Running Water Leather, which some people might know or some people might not. Um, and that, that was a really cool experience being up there and just seeing the 
just the yeah. out of this world carving yeah. and tooling. The best work you've ever things. seen. Yeah. And a lot of the guys that did that work were in the room walking around talking. So you could literally see an awesome saddle that was fully decked out and talk to the guy that built it. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they had uh, like on the the pamphlet for the whole show. There's this saddle that's fully floral tooled, and it has a bunch of buffalo on it. And when you first walk into the museum, it's you know there at the front, so people can admire it. Well, we get up to the main room, and this guy's sitting there talking to us, and he says his name. And I think I I don't remember if I told Ethan or, anyways this guy is the one that made the big saddle and Caleb's like eyes getting real big and he fanboys (laughs) out and it it was a good time. Yeah. It's really cool seeing. And and the guy was just a regular guy. I mean, well, he acted like a regular guy, you know, he he didn't act like he was a big hot shot or anything. And, you know, he got to shake his hand and we sat there and talked to him for a few minutes. And, you know, that's not something you can just walk down the street to Walmart and experience. You've got to go, to something like the, you know, Rocky Mountain Leather Trade Show to experience stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Hey, guys, I hate to do this, but I'm getting tapped in to the party <laughs> of trying to put the baby down. So thank you, guys. I, I will I will listen to the rest of the stories <laughs> on uh, on the podcast, I suppose. Thank you guys so much for, for doing this special episode for us, though. And I hope you listeners enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> good to talk to you, Mosul. Good to hear from you guys again. Yep. Bye. Yeah, See you later. See you. Okay. So from there, um, do either one of y'all say want to say anything else about the museum? I was gonna say, do we just interview ourselves now, or how, yeah? How, how yeah I, I mean, that's basically it. And now, <laughs> now, now it's a podcast. All right. <laughs> Either one of y'all want to say something, anything else about the museum? Oh man, it's it's a it's a really awesome experience to uh, go meet people and, like you said, rub elbows with all those guys that are uh, are there. Mm. the The best part about it is the the people that you get to meet there. It really is. I mean, it's. I, I can't even put it into words. It's it's awesome. It, you just got to experience it. Yeah. Um. And really, the next big thing, uh, Saturday, we were at the show again for a little bit. Um. And really, besides the fall that the Saturday night, um, that's really the most of the show. Um, it goes until Sunday, but the the big events. Saturday night was uh, well. E- Ethan had left the following day, Saturday, but Caleb and I had went to the uh, the. Let me give you the exact name of it. Hang on. It was the Sheridan Honors Night, and that's where they take and they honor all the people that entered into the contest, and they put their uh, their the items that they put in up on this big screen and they give the awards to the winners. Um, and they also award the Al Stolman and the Ann Stolman awards. 
um, we were unable to stay for the whole. We we didn't we didn't get to see who is the new Al Stolman and, and award winners. Um, but one thing I want to say that kind of, I mean, I might be looking too much into it, but what kind of hit me is we were me and Caleb were actually sitting there with Jim Linnell and his wife for a good little while, and you look around this building of all these leather workers sitting there and there was maybe a handful maybe of people that were close or close to our age you know the younger right. generation um it was mainly the older generation that was there and it kind of it was kind of another moment in the weekend that kind of made me a little emotional because I was thinking, you know, what happens when all of these people move on? Um, will the younger, will our generation still be trying to keep Sheridan alive? Which I'm sure it will. It, it's huge. It's a huge show. Um, at the show, there were still a lot of people that are, around our age but at the honors night it was just i don't know i felt like and even the the king's party it it was it was disappointing to see that there wasn't very many uh, you know people of our generation right at that It, it, it was uh you know mostly the older crowd and it would it would it would be awesome to somehow change that and get a lot of more of the younger crowd out there right and i understand it's you know, it's a long trip. It costs a lot, lot of money. But I, I'm hoping that in some way we can change it to where the younger generation and generations to come make it to Sheridan and keep Sheridan going. Because that, that was one of my thoughts sitting there at the honors night. Like, you know, we probably still got quite a while, but if new blood doesn't start coming, which there's a whole bunch of young leather workers out there, right. but a lot of them don't even know what Sheridan is. Right. Yeah. And like, it was just kind of, it, it was n- nice to be with all of this talent, but at the same time, it was like, where's everybody else and why are they not here soaking it all up while right. we still have right. it? Yep. It, it, the, the, uh, it, the the torch is not really being passed down. I feel like I, I feel like, and I don't know who is to blame for that, and I, I don't know if there is anybody to blame for that. There may not be, but it somebody, you know, and maybe us needs to uh, figure out a way to get more of the younger crowd to the, you know, to the event and to the party and into the. Uh, you know, the uh, award ceremony at the end, you know, it all, it all, you know, or 360 degrees, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be passed on or it'll, it'll die off. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen. Oh, definitely not. Cause it's such an amazing experience and it connects so many people and it would be terrible, a terrible thing if it was to not exist anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, now let's lighten it up a little bit. 
and we're probably about to end the episode because that's really the whole show. Um, Ethan, do you have any closing comments? What? Tell us how you feel about the show. Well, I was just about to chirp in on what you guys were talking about. Um, like, it, like I said, it was overwhelming to walk in and see all of that, but in the big scheme of things, for that to be one of the biggest leather shows in the world, there's really not a ton of people there. I mean, there is, but there's not, if you were to think about, if you were to compare it to other industries and other trades and whatnot. And so it is really important that we keep this alive and keep it going and keep teaching younger generations. I've only been leather working for a little over a year right now, but every time somebody hits me up on Instagram and asks me questions, I try to help people out as much as I can because I know it's super important to interest other people into this and bring other people into this trade. And it's really hard to do this and try to make a living out of it. So I know there's a lot of people out there that are doing leather work, but they may not be doing it full time. And so I think that's something else that like the TCA and all those guys do a really good job um, is trying to help people learn how to do this full time and to put on all those courses and classes to help, like you said, teach the younger generation how to keep this trade alive. Um, but overall, it, like you said, it was a really, really cool experience. I think if you are a leather worker full time, part time, it doesn't matter. It's a great opportunity to go connect with other people and build your personal brand you know uh, get your name out there more take some classes learn new things invest in yourself invest in some tools and just like like we've been saying keep this trade alive yeah i i, I agree with that 110 percent. that was well said very well said what about you caleb what how do you feel about the whole show Oh man, I don't know if I have anything that I haven't already said, but uh, it, uh, it's definitely an awesome experience. Uh, whoever hasn't ever been, you know, if, if, if financial struggles are a thing, I totally understand, but do what you can to try to make it to that show one day because you're, you're not going to regret it. You're not. And that's not the only show that happens. You know, there's there's some more shows, you know. It's mm. shared it might be too far away. There's a show in Arizona, a show in Texas. Wichita um, Falls. So very true, very true. Yeah, and uh, I almost think we need to uh, think about maybe going to the Prescott show or Prescott or however you say that. It'll be a little bit closer. Prescott, but I hear everybody say Prescott. Yeah, br- brisket, Prescott. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Prescott. Pre, all right, now y'all got me saying Prescott <laughs> is a lot farther of a drive. <laughs> is it really? I think so. I, I, I don't know. I, Man, maybe I, know, I need to go back to seventh grade. All I know is from me to Wyoming was 16 and a half hours. And for 13 hours, I was in the truck with Caleb. So, so it made it way better. Way worse. I mean, way better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. I think that's a wrap. I think it was a good little episode. Just wanted to throw something out there for everybody who hasn't seen it or haven't been there. It's the best place on earth. There's snow capped mountains in the distance. Um, 
the, the locals, beautiful views. Yeah, yeah, the locals were nice. Um, watch out for deer because the deer will do walk through the city. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and, jump right uh, the car. Yeah, and a uh, real quick funny side note is uh, when we were sitting with Jim Linnell, um, he was talking about how sometimes you can even see bears in the middle of Sheridan. Well, Sunday morning, I'd woken up and I had to go out to my truck to get some medicine. And it's four o'clock in the morning. I look out the window of the hotel and it's dark. And all of a sudden, Jim's voice rang in my head said, yeah, you'll see black bears in the middle of Sheridan. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, in my basketball shorts and a hoodie, I had to take my pistol with pistol out with me just in case I saw a black bear. Even though I know more than likely they would just run off, but still, my four o'clock, four a.m. brain was not worth firing on all cylinders. <laughs> especially after the mint bar, right? Yeah, especially yeah. after the mint bar. <laughs> especially after the mint bar. And also, another person that we hung out with, he. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but if we don't give him a shout out, he'll probably cry about it. But we also hung out with Bobby Kane from Bobby. the leather the leather shop out of Guthrie. And he was a great He's guy a good to hang time. out with. He's a funny guy. He is an awesome I like guy. Bobby. If you haven't met him, haven't followed him, go follow him right now. Follow him home. Follow him to work. Does <laughs> um, he have an Instagram uh, page? I believe he does. Yeah, I think it's uh, Bobby D. Kane. Uh, man, I can't remember. It, it's Bobby Kane. But uh, also, for people that don't know him, he is missing uh, part of his thumb and part of his pointer finger. And uh, uh. Th- this is the kind of friend I am. I found a sticker that said, keep your thumbs up. Yeah. And I bought it and gave it to him, and he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> all right. Love you, Bobby. It, it was fun. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's close it out. Um, I'm going to tell the dad joke real quick, and then we'll end it. Ready? Ready. So I've started telling people about the benefits of dried grapes. It's all about raising awareness. Raising awareness. Did you think of that by yourself? As far as you know. That sounds like an original. That sounds like a Dustin Clark <laughs> Dustin Clark original. <laughs> All right, fellas, say bye, and then we'll close it out. Love you, bye. Oh, you didn't have to do that. All right, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, the first or the second and last, yeah, second and last time. <laughs> All right, see y'all later. Thank you for listening and tuning next week for more Bespoke Oklahoma. Bye. Later, guys. Y'all take it easy, man. Well, I said it once, say it again. How many times I told you I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma.